Hello, this is Richard Carafil from Agility, and welcome to PR Profiles, a video series and podcast where we chat with experts in the PR and communications industry because we think PR is the most formidable, dynamic, and rewarding field there is. And uh, we wanted to introduce you to some of our favorite powerhouses in the industry. And today, we're speaking with Anand Abu Rimele. Hi, Anand. How are you? Hi, Richard. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Absolutely. Pleasure to have you. Anand is the Director of Communications for Leaders International, a nonprofit organization that's specializes in planning, managing, and monitoring innovation, sustainable tourism, and economic development interventions in developing countries across the Middle East and Africa. Their impact can be seen in the development and promotion of sustainable forms of tourism in Jordan, Tunisia, capacity building and access to market programs to entrepreneurs and SMEs in the MENA region, and digital transformation support to business incubators in East Africa. Okay, uh, welcome to the show, Anana. We're gonna excited to have you. I'm just gonna jump right in with the first question here, and that is, what initially drew you to the field of communications? Thank you, Richard. Actually, it is the creativity, the the continuous change in this this evolving career. I mean. In communications, usually there is no strict tools. There is, I don't believe there are rights and wrongs. Uh, it's all about experiments. So there's always new things to explore, always new challenges that you need to um, overcome. Um, you know, all the creativity, the critical thinking, and the urge to make a change. I see communications as a very powerful tool to instigate change. And I love to see that happening in, in different sectors and in different aspects. So this is basically what drew me to um, communications. That's great. And you can certainly say that a PR never gets boring, does it? Uh, it's, yeah. There's always something new going on, and that's a good reason for creative, high-energy people. That is a draw to the field. So wonderful. Thanks. Now, you have a rather unique communications role at Leaders International, as you're not limited to just marketing and communication for your organization, but you also are involved in project design across many different regions or, or consulting as a comms expert to make sure the design will bring about maximum visibility. Now, can you walk us through a project design and why? you think it's essential for instigating change and what role can communicators play in that process sure communications is doesn't work alone so it has always to be in cooperation with other departments and the power of communications lies in in the design of the projects it's just like in the private sector you know uh when you're marketing a product the most important thing is the product itself so in marketing there are like four p's product place price and promotion. So the first one is, is product, which means it is the first important and promotion comes at the end. So basically, if you design a good product, then you would be able to sell it easily. Same in, in nonprofit. If you design a good project, then it would be easier for you to, to promote this project and reach out to the maximum number of, of people. So when I'm involved in project design, I'm always you know scouting for opportunities to utilize and challenges to prepare for. If the communications input is not there, instigating change could be a real challenge. So, for example, in every project, we are responsible for prospecting and reaching out to potential beneficiaries. Now, in order to do so, we need to be involved from the beginning. If the project suggests that we reach out to, let's say, refugees in camps who might have minimal access to the internet, you do not expect me to do a social media campaign, right? So most probably the approach would be partnering with a community-based organization that works with refugees from this camp as they might be able to do this in no time, right? But if the communications work as work separately, 
then the project design might not actually be fit for purpose. Again, just like in the private sector, if you uh, want to sell a new software that your potential customers might need to try, then advertising in a newspaper or in radio might not be your uh, best option. We also need to be very familiar with the project design because we do support implementation at all levels. So, you know, from managing events to, you know, handling all kinds of communication activities and visibility material to promote the projects and its results in different countries. So we need to know everything about the project. Lastly, and most importantly, that one of our main goals as a communications department is to promote impact and to promote change. PR people can always make things look, you know, bigger than they really are. But honestly, what is easier to sell as a PR person, selling a, a, a flight to the moon or just selling another pen? You know, it's definitely easier to sell a flight to the moon because, you know, that's something that people will be like, oh, wow, okay, that's interesting. So that being said, the design of the project should actually be one that sells itself in terms of the impact it can have on beneficiaries. So viability and sustainability is, is key here. Give me something strong to, to talk about and its visibility will be significant. Give me another development project and its impact and uniqueness will be lost amongst the hundreds or thousands of other similar projects. So in, in one of our projects, for example, in order to, um, to fight disinformation, um, hate speech and fake news, we suggested that it is better instead of developing a fact-checking platform, because there are many fact-checking platforms, it is probably better to support entrepreneurs who can, on the other hand, produce many fact-checking platforms who can compete to be better, right? This means we will have better solutions. This means we have a more viable solution because even if the project ends, even if we don't exist, there will be many solutions that will continue to exist and will continue to compete and improve the product. When we worked with refugees in Jordan to improve their livelihoods, improve their employability and skills, it was necessary as well to work with uh, small businesses. Because if you support small businesses and they improve their production lines, improve their products and services, they sell more and then they need more workers. It increases their labor absorption capacity. They will create new jobs and then we will have jobs created for the refugees that we trained, right? And, and this way, we also make sure that we are engaging the maximum number of people, okay? So in the first example, we've engaged entrepreneurs, the IT community, media professionals, journalists, the second one, small businesses, um, refugees, the host communities as well. Instead of just linking for or connecting small businesses with larger businesses in, in different countries, we are promoting the concept of corporate entrepreneurship responsibility. Once we do that, again, whether we exist or not, or whether we have enough funding to support a similar project or not, large enterprises, when they have these values in their, their organizations, it means that they will always have this kind of ethical and social and economic commitment to support smaller enterprises. So we don't come up with these ideas alone. We do them with the projects team. We do them with the business development and fundraising team. But we have to be involved because our insight is important. Mm -hmm. That's great. Those are fantastic examples. And uh, you said a lot. You gave a lot of insights right there. But I think it all uh, comes down to the to the tenet that PR and communications needs to be involved early in projects yeah. like yours. Or really, you could say that universally. Because uh, the sooner you get communications involved, you get that perspective on the table right away. And I think that's very important. Thank you, Anna. That, that's fantastic insight. 
All right. Now you, now you say that PR isn't about the tools necessarily, and that's true, that the tools are an industry unto themselves. Now, could you tell us more about what you, why you hold that opinion and in what stage of your work you bring in PR tools, if you do at all, and which tools do you find most helpful? I mean, honestly, tools are the last thing I think about. So again, if you create a solution that solves a worldwide problem, everyone will knock on your door and say, please help me, you know. Uh, so in, in marketing and PR, we call this a full strategy, right? So uh, if you don't have a great product, then you keep on, you know, pushing your messages and trying to sell hard your product through. And, and then you start thinking really about tools, you know, well, what kind of tools do I need to use? You know, I need to reach more people. It's not working. Yeah, but probably your product is not working. Probably the design of your project is, is not working. So I always ask my colleagues to to think cues, not tools. I mean, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So you know, people sometimes they do some you know uh, knee jerk reactions, but saying, yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's let's throw a social media campaign. And then I'm like, yeah, but why? Sometimes you need to get back to to basics. Are, are we targeting women in rural communities um, somewhere around the world? If the answer is yes, then we need to ask ourselves, do they have easy access to the internet? I mean, do they have enough digital literacy to engage with your ad, you know, clicking on this link and going to another landing page and filling out a form? Yeah, well, that works really well, but might not be the case here. Then there should be, you know, other ideas. Maybe it's better to talk to some someone who with influence in the in this community. Probably show them some examples from this community. I mean, things that they see in their daily life. It's not like social media campaign is great, but should be uh, based on on some kind of evidence or insights. I, I gave it, um, a course in social media and digital marketing um, at the university. In um, in one of the classes, I asked students, "How would you?" I showed them a video and I was like, how do you promote this video? So surprisingly, many of them started like, yeah, we, we do a campaign on, on, on social media. Yeah, we, some of them even suggested to do billboards, right? And it was like, for me, it was like, again, we go back to basics, right? If I want this video to be popular in uni, I would show it to as many people as possible. I would show it to all my friends and I'll, and I'll tell them how interesting it is and how unique uh, the fact that they're seeing this video, you know, I'll tell them, you know, you know, this is not, not so many people have seen this video. You know, you've been among the first people to, to, to see this, you know, to get the, this kind of benefit, whatever, right? But the first thoughts was the tools. They started to mention as many tools as possible, which is not necessarily the case. If you, for example, in terms of that's that's also a problem in, in behavioral change campaigns. If you want, let's say you want people to be more healthy or you want to uh, change their sedentary lifestyle or you want them to stop smoking, whatever. OK, you don't do that in an advertisement. You don't do it in a social media campaign. You don't do it in a newspaper. I mean, you do it through a proper project design or a proper project. So in other words, you build an environment and you build an enabling infrastructure that would help people to be more, right? You show them, you know, you give them national parks, uh, places to be, uh, to go to, to work out in, etc. And then you can also show them successful examples of people who've been able to make a change. And a TV interview to show some of these influences or some of these successful people would be a good tool. But that's the last thing you, you think about. In a, we, we always face this problem with, for example, projects that, and entrepreneurship projects where women needs to be involved, you know? 
in many of these projects, you can easily realize that the project design has been created by men, has been implemented by men, has been communicated by men. Now, if you're expecting to involve more women entrepreneurs in this kind of project, then it has to be designed for women. It doesn't have to be designed. The, the design should be more friendly to the unique needs of women in order to for women to be more involved in this project. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Otherwise, you don't expect me to bring in more women participants if the project doesn't fit their needs. People often ask me, um, so what is the best communication tool? What is the best PR tool? What do you think about radio? What do you think about newspapers? Is it, is it dead? My, my answer is always, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, what works here doesn't work there. I don't have a favorite tool. I don't think there's a best tool. I think there's a best tool for, it depends on the case. So my favorite one is word of mouth. So whatever says word of mouth, I'd use it. There you go. That makes perfect sense. And uh, you really said a lot there, Anand, and I appreciate that insight because uh, I think a lot of people do rely on the tools, you know, and those bells and whistles are going to uh, fluff up kind of a half thought out uh, idea that uh, that generates the results, I think. The tools can be a nice add-on. They can certainly be effective, but that is, I agree, that's a second thought, not, not your initial thought. So very well said. I appreciate that. Now, uh, what's the most rewarding thing for you about being in this industry? Well, making change, um, building impact. Again, it's, a, it's, it's an engine for change. I also believe that people who can do communications, they can do lots of other things as well. If they can't, at least they can talk very well about it. Something else I like about being in communications is being critical or cynical to media content, advertising campaigns product marketing, promotion of different ideas. Because when you work in, in PR, you work in communications, you understand very well the content that is written and how it ended up there. You you spot the exaggeration in, in words, the use of positive terminology to make people think it's not that bad, you know? So, you know, I have a couple of friends in communications and PR and we, we, we make fun of lots of news sometimes because... We know why this word has been used instead of another one, for example. And this means you will you have stronger media literacy, I would say. And at the same time, you need to be tech savvy and you need to follow up on all uh, technology trends related to communications. You know, people still sometimes, you know, like, do you have experience in social media, digital media, etc.? I mean, it, it's no longer about having experience there. If you're in communications and you don't have enough experience in, in social media and digital marketing, then I don't think you have enough experience because it has become a key part of, of the whole process. Also, the way that when you work in communications, you look at things very differently, even when buying a product. We do understand that a high price doesn't necessarily mean better quality because setting a high price could be pricing strategy. Sometimes it's value-based, but sometimes it's brand positioning-based, right? So, you know, you could set your price high because you don't want to be considered as a competitor to other cheap products. But, you know, the, the people who don't work in communications or PR or marketing, they don't necessarily have this kind of things, uh, which I, I, to be honest, I found very um, useful. And because the industry keeps on changing, I think there's a huge room for improvement. That's one of the things that is really 
rewarding for me. That's a great answer. And uh, you're certainly right. There is always room for improvement. And I think that's inherent in the PR industry. You know, there's uh, always looking for ways to make it better. And you're right. Communicators do have that perspective that, that others don't seem to have as much. And so it is uh, very rewarding in that way. Okay, now let me ask you this. Do you have any advice for somebody who's just starting out in a new uh, communications career? I mean, I would recommend that people uh, in communications make the best use of AI technologies. I do not think they will replace communications people, uh, at least in, in the near future. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. Uh, because at the end of the day, it depends on the use of these technologies depends a lot on your ability to make the best use of them. There's a lot to learn in communications, so um, make sure you work in an environment that supports your development professionally and personally. I always advise people to travel as much as they can to learn more other countries, about other cultures, to widen their horizons, to be more open-minded. And being open-minded is not your version of being open-minded. Being open-minded is basically understanding every opinion, whether you like it or you don't whether the rest of the world likes it. There's always something good in, in everything, even the bad things. So we, you know, you need to understand others, <laughs> especially when you're yes. working in communications, because I've worked on horrible campaigns in terms of creative or design, but it was horrible in my opinion. I didn't like the design, I didn't like the colors, right? But when we did try these designs, it, they worked really, really good, okay? So it doesn't matter if I like it or not, as long as the target audience like it, then it's a good campaign. There you go. That's great advice. And I agree. Open-mindedness is kind of the gateway to creativity in a sense. You know, you've got to be able to look at it from every angle. And uh, you gave a lot of great points there. Thank you, Anand. Uh, now, finally, how can people connect with you? Uh, well, I'm happy to connect on on, uh, on LinkedIn. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You look for him there. Okay. And that's all the time we have, everybody. And again, we've been chatting with Anand Abu Rimele. He's the Director of Communications of for Leaders International. And thank you for joining us today, Anand. Some great insights. Thank you, Richard. All right. We hope you enjoy this episode of PR Profiles brought to you by Agility. And in case you didn't know, there's still time to enter the 2023 Bulldog PR Awards and get your outstanding contribution to the PR industry, the recognition it deserves. Uh, with over 50 categories to choose from, including individual, agency, and campaign options, we know you'll find your fit. Now, the deadline for submissions is Friday, May 5th. So hurry over to bulldogawards.com to learn more and start your winner's journey. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks again to Anand. I'm Richard Carafel with Agility, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.